Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrods here with the Deadly Very Investing Podcast. Hope you had a great day today. Hope you had a fantastic week. And if you are long this market, you certainly did that. At least from an investing point of view, this was one hell of a week, wasn't it? It also is nice when a plan comes together. As you know, we've been aggressively long this market really since from the October 13th lows. Uh, but even more so as we get closer to this melt-up period that we're in now. You know, we've been, again, talking about the setup could hardly be more bullish than it's been for the markets as we head into April. There has been a lot of front-running. Uh, we saw it again today. Going to talk about front-running. Going to talk about how great the internals were today. All nine, all 11 sectors finished higher today. Uh, talking about our, our – and just, just listen to this, Okay. From the October 13th lows, and this is based on the VR investing system. This is why we've been saying it's a new bull market. This is why we've been saying this must be bought. And this is why we believe this market's going to go a whole lot higher. Um, the leadership, price action matters, market leadership matters. This is what the VR investing system is made up of. Here are the numbers I want to tell you about. From the October 13th lows, housing index is up 29%. Now, how crazy is that? All you hear in the media is people telling you how horrible housing is, right? We're in a housing recession. By the way, that, that's not even a thing. It's never been a thing. Was, the fear mongers and permit bears love to use these kind of this, this terminology, right, to, to scare people into signing up for things on their websites. Uh, but the housing, again, it's not the news that matters. It's the price action that matters. Housing up 29% from October 13th. Uh, trannies up 21%. From October the 13th, again, in the, in the VR investing system, housing and transportation stocks are our two most important leading economic indicators. They are leading higher sharply. Again, that's telling you, that's price action telling you there's something else going on here that people haven't yet figured out. That's why the markets are a, a discounting mechanism. That's why markets lead and then the news follows. Um, and then this, the two biggies, okay? Again, for, for if you're looking for market direction, what are the tells? Uh, technology and semiconductors, especially semiconductors. But the NASDAQ, the Qs, NASDAQ 100, uh, since October 13th, up 26%. Not bad, right? Not as good as housing, but still pretty good. But here's the biggie. The semiconductors from the October 13th lows, up 58%. Folks, if we're going to have a hardcore recession or anything like that, the semiconductors would not be leading the way higher. You can take that to the bank. This is telling you this economy is much stronger than almost anybody else wants to admit, probably yourself, myself included. But again, we come back to what we've talked about for so long here. Uh, of course, this is a big part of the uh, big bribe, our, our, the book Todd and I wrote, is that is this, this is still the Trump economic miracle. And I know and no one talks about it. Even Trump doesn't talk about it, which kind of is crazy to me because he loves to brag about himself. This is something he should be bragging about. But then again, he'd have to almost give a backhanded compliment to Biden, so he doesn't. Here's, here's the one point I'm trying to make. The key elements of the Trump economic miracle remain intact. Biden hasn't done anything to remove these. Trump's tax cuts are still in place. Trump's America first policies are still in place. Trump's anti-China policies are still in place. All the tariffs that China that uh, Trump put in against uh, China, they're still there. Biden hadn't touched one of them, okay? 
And then, of course, uh, deregulation. This has been a, was a real biggie of Trump's. I've over a thousand regulations slashed uh, yeah, during, during Trump's four years. And yeah, some of those have been reversed, but like 90% plus of Trump's deregulation is still intact. So there you have it. Trump economic miracle is still powering the economy and the markets higher. And that's just the, the that's the reality of it. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm a Trump. I'm a Trump fan. Uh, not as much as I used to be, of course, before the pandemic and the uh, poison jabs uh, and Operation Warp Speed and lockdowns, all these things that uh, you know, Trump was played a, a, a played a leading role in. Uh, and of course, the, uh, the, the, uh, the 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 January 6th uh, false flag. The, the, the Fed correction, which, of course, Trump didn't do anything to try to help these people, these patriots that were locked up uh, for a couple of years. Trump didn't do anything and they only showed up there for him. So, yeah, uh, look, I'm just happen to be one of these guys that calls it like he sees it. I'm a lifelong independent. I'd love to give Trump praise for what he deserves praise for. And I'm also I'm not a cult follower. OK, uh, so I'm not drinking the Jim Jones Kool-Aid for anybody. And when Trump needs to be, or anybody needs to, you know, be be held to have their feet held to the fire, then I'm going to do it. My guess is that's how you are as well, which hopefully is one of the reasons you listen to our podcast. Because again, the truth is the truth; everything else is bullshit. All right, and uh, sometimes it's very black and white. Other times it's not. We got to do some more homework. But there are some things that are very crystal clear, and those are the things that we try to focus on here because we think that matters. The truth matters especially when we have a media and uh, the propaganda campaigns that are taking place, both in financial media and, of course, mainstream media, that make it very hard to determine the truth from fiction. But the numbers and the data don't lie. Price action doesn't lie. Market leadership doesn't lie. The VR investing system doesn't lie because it's made up of these components. This is why uh, we've been able to be positioned pretty well, pretty pretty accurately for a very long time, and beating the markets, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, about 90 percent of the time. Um, so again, it's been a fantastic run up. It's a new bull market. The bear market's over. It was a complete capitulation, perfect capitulation on October thirteenth, and that's why we've been buying dips since then. Again, today we finished. Smart Money Hours, fantastic. Uh, markets finished at the highs of the day. Uh, it's one of those days you wish the market wouldn't close because we were just going higher, higher, higher every tick of the market as it continued. Dow Jones today up 415 points, up 1.2%, highs of the day. SP 100 up a big 1.4% at, uh, at uh, 58 points today. Uh, that was second place. Third place, NASDAQ up 1.7%, up 200, a big 208 points. And Russ 2000 actually had a really good day today, kind of needed it. Getting us a little concerned about the chart action now back above the 200 day, up 1.9% today. Good to see that. And of course, the semiconductors, uh, which has just been on such an amazing run today, they were up seven tenths of one percent. Still, it was a really solid day. They lagged everything else, but they've been so red hot, folks. This is what happens the semis get red hot, right? They, 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 they are the leadership for everything else. They tell you the direction the market's about to go in. And then when the market starts catching up, you have a rotation, right? The semis take a breather and everything else plays catch up. This is a very healthy, we talked about rotation. Tyler talked about uh, this market rotating and key sector rotations taking place earlier this week. This is so important to understand. 
Not everything moves at the same time, but in big bull markets like this one, you see these very healthy rotations take place. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a kind of a roller coaster between sectors. Uh, and you just got to, you know, you can either trade it or you can say, you know, once we reach extreme overbought levels in this sector, I'll just take a breather from buying. I'll wait for a pullback, then I'll add to positions again. Uh, or you can be super aggressive and you can day trade these things. Uh, you know, we have our options program, Parabolic Options, where we are more aggressive on a short-term basis. But in, in, in our VRA portfolio, you know, we, we focus on two things, our, our ETFs and leveraged ETFs, which we love to use for the extra juice, and our growth stocks, our 10-baggers, the stocks we believe can go up a 1,000% or more. That's really the approach we use here, and we use the VRA investing system to time our purchases, our pauses, and then when we take profits. And yeah, we are going to be taking some profits here in the month of April. Uh, with this move higher, folks, we are very quickly, very quickly hitting extreme overbought levels on stochastics. Now, that's our short term, a short, a very short term uh, momentum oscillator for market direction. Okay, and it's there. Not not on all the indexes, but on some of them. And so you know the others uh, have a ways to go uh, before we reach that level, but. This week has been a great front-running week. It's what we thought we'd see happen. It's what's happened. Now, I want to say, well, ideally, this market could zoom next week. This could be a real melt-up first week or so of April. Um, and, and here's why. Cash, right? $5 trillion in money market accounts for individuals. Almost, almost the same amount. Over $4 trillion in money market accounts for corporations. Again, this is money that is going to be used for, for share buybacks, which of course is going to hit another record total this year. But certainly when it comes to the individual who, you know, the perma bears and the fear mongers have shaken people out of their positions again. This time they did it with the banking crisis where it's going to be, you know, a contagion. Uh, we we're going to have a systemic meltdown of the banks. And of course, none of that was ever going to happen. As we told you, this is never 2008. This is never anything close to 2008. And really shame on the people that know better. Shame on, I, I so want to mention names because you see them on TV and they're very popular, uh, but they're fe big fear mongers and they love to tell you uh, how bad things are going to be. And they, and they just aren't. They just aren't. And uh, again, that's how they build their list. That's what these fear mongers do and perma bears do. But, and they've shaken people out of their positions again. That's why the cash levels are so high. And if you're a contrarian, there's hardly a bigger buy signal than what's happening right now. So imagine you're an investor now. You, you know, tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, it's time to review the portfolio, look at the 401k, etc. And you open it up and you go, oh my gosh, so I missed out on, on I missed out on a really big move here. And I've got a lot of cash because I listened to the fear mongers and I sold because I thought it was going to be a systemic banking crisis and I got out of my positions. Now people are like, okay, it's the train's leaving the station. I mean, April's the best month of the year, uh, and especially in this in this year, which is the uh, the year for the the, the pre-election year, and uh, this is the number one month to be a stock owner. So you can imagine what's going to happen come Monday morning with all these buy orders that come in over the weekend for 401ks, ETFs, retirement plans, etc. Not to mention the share buybacks and, 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 and those things, which, of course, are just massive uh, levels of, uh, of, uh, of equity purchasing happening there. 
you can see where this could be a game buster week coming up. Um, and uh, and again, we'll, we'll alert you uh, when we're reaching levels that are con- that are concerning to us. But it's been a hell of a run, and we will be taking some uh, we'll we'll be taking some positions off the table. We'll be raising some cash. That's just our discipline. Uh, but we, we again, we think it's going to be a very good year for the markets. We'll of course keep fantastic exposure to the markets, but we'll do it on a rotational basis, kind of a sector analysis. Uh, again, that that's that's how we look at things here. Tyler just shared with me also, again, what a great month it was. As great as the tech was, both NASDAQ and the semis, again, the semis lead, everything else follows. Both NASDAQ and the semis were up 10% for the month of March. Um, But check this out. GDX, the minor ETF, up 17%. The miners are now leading gold higher. And gold had a a, a, a pretty much a nothing day today. but it, it, it did creep back over 2000 last night. And I believe the next, I believe the move from here to $3,000 an ounce is going to take place a lot faster than people think. Uh, demand for gold is skyrocketing and the supply is not there. And uh, a lot of reasons to want to own gold here. Uh, I think this is a period very similar to what happened after 2009 uh, when the uh, financial crisis was over and all of a sudden all that cash was sitting there. And, and we saw a move higher in equities and in the miners and gold. I think this is a similar setup. I think it's going to be a game buster move higher. Uh, the last time this happened, gold was up 70% in short order. The miners are up 300% in short order. So, you know, this is the kind of move higher we're looking at here. Um, okay, you, you know our views here. we got 9 out of 12 Bureau Investing System screens that are bullish. Uh, we are aggressively long. We continue to be aggressively long. But we are looking for opportunities to take some profits here sometime probably next week at this pace. Although we don't want to get out too soon, uh, we also don't mind leaving something on the table for others. As, as trend followers, you try to pick up about the middle 80% of a move uh, and then rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. Uh, also, Tyler shared me, wow, even with this move higher, okay, really kind of a mini melt-up scenario here the last three days. The put-call ratio continues to be sky high. Again, today, 0.98, almost a 1 on the put-call ratio. We saw the same thing yesterday. I think the day before, even the markets are charging higher, people are still buying puts. People don't believe it. Anything near a 1 is a very high put, very high. Anything above 1 is, a, is, is an extremely high put-call ratio, like a 1.1, 1.2, 1.3. But even a 1 is incredibly high. The average is like 0.71. So that tells you people are aggressively buying puts. They're not believing this move higher. And folks, again, as the contrarian, that's exactly what you want to see. Um, and so again, this all seems to be playing into our hands if you're a, if you're bullish and if you're long, of course, as we are. Um, okay, let's look at, again, the internals. They were just fantastic as well. Just check this out. Uh, NYSE, up volume, 81%. NASDAQ up volume, 77%. NYSE, advanced decline, 5 to 1 positive. NASDAQ, better than 2 to 1 positive. And we had the trifecta. We had more 52-week stocks, uh, stocks hitting 52-week highs and lows. So we had the trifecta of uh, advanced decline, up-down volume, and new 52-week highs and lows all coming in positive. That is good to see. It's a confirmation of the move. And again, phenomenal smart money hour today. Again, all of them, these are textbook things that are taking place here. They really are textbook moves higher. And again, sector watch today, perfection. 
All 11 sectors finish higher on the day. Let it be upside by consumer discretion. This is a group you want to see leading uh, and playing big catch-up at least, and they've been battered. Consumer discretionary up 2.6% real estate. Again, this is what you want to see, right? You want to see real estate leading, housing leading. Real estate today up 2.1%. By the way, our, uh, our, uh, our ETF that we have for housing stocks today was up 9%. Again, we're seeing uh, transports today. Transportation stocks today, the trainee's up 2.2%. Again, this is fantastic leadership today. Um, anyway, a, a number of, of, of sectors today up one and a half to better than 2%. Again, all 11 sectors higher today. Nothing finished lower. Commodity watch today. Uh, again, kind of a quiet day here. Uh, gold after uh, just uh, hitting a high of 2005 an ounce. Uh, it's trading right now, closed right now at 1987 an ounce. Still just less than $100 from all-time high. Uh, I think it's going to break that pretty soon. Uh, that's down $10 an ounce today, though. Silver, up $0.20 cents an ounce today at $24.19 an ounce. Copper, uh, what is that? Flat on the day at $4.08 a pound. Crude oil, up $1.23 a barrel at $75.60 a barrel. We love crude oil here, love natural gas here, really like energy stocks here. Energy stocks over the last three years have tested or dropped below the 200-day moving average from XL lead, the energy TF, six times. XL Lee has fallen below the 200-day moving average, has challenged it, and that's been the buy signal. All six times in the last three years, we think it is again here. We started aggressively adding to energy positions again this week, uh, and certainly uh, we focused on today as well on a chart basis. Uh, but it's a great. We think it's a great buy here. And finally, on today, a Bitcoin uh, up 267 at 28,424. Told you a couple weeks ago when Bitcoin started breaking up. That's a buy signal. That's a risk on signal. It just is. Don't know I can explain it, but I'm telling you, it's a very good risk on risk off indicator, the direction of Bitcoin as it applies to equities. A good correlation there. All right, folks, again, a uh, Bitcoin 28,424 on the day. All right, folks, hope you had a great week. Hope you have an even better weekend. We'll look forward to seeing you back here again Monday after the close.